podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a very quiet Thursday with not a whole lot going on. What is going on is a lot of speculation and rumours, a lot of salad talk and people suggesting that maybe he'll be on the market this summer and news coming out of Italy that Juventus have interest in the player. And of course they would have interest in the player. He's the best player in the world right now and Juventus are a great club and would always want to take in a player like that. However, this summer, if Salah does leave Liverpool, the price will be well in excess of £100 And Juventus can't afford that. Juventus this summer already have to pay a big chunk of the fee to Fiorentina for Vlahovic and they have to pay for Federico Chiesa, who they've had on loan for the last two years with an obligation to buy the kicks in this summer. So for Juventus, who've posted massive losses over the last couple of years, are in a spot and are in a spot of financial trouble, obviously one of the big pushers of the Super League, to come up with the money for Salah is just not something that's feasible for them. They're losing Dybala on a free, so it's not like they have any major assets to sell that could raise money. You look at the Juventus squad and it's fairly imbalanced. There's not a lot of star names that they can do without. Chesney's not bringing in much money. The Lick is not bringing, or sorry, the Celio is not bringing in anything. Chiellini doesn't bring anything. Matthias Delict is the one that could. They could sell Matthias Delict. But even that seems unlikely, and they'd likely lose money on what they paid for him. They signed him for 75 million euro. They still owe about 30 million plus some add-ons that are due to kick in. What would they get from 60 million maybe? There's not many teams this summer in the market for a big money centre-back who can afford it. Bayern would like him, but Bayern don't really seem to have the money at the moment. There's nobody else in Germany that would have that kind of money. Real Madrid could use him, but they're already focused on Haaland and Mbappe. Barcelona could use him, but they have no money. PSG, maybe. Would he have interest in going there? Chelsea would definitely be interested, but they don't have that type of money anymore. 
Spurs could use him in that middle role. But again, I, I just don't see that the money would be there. United, possibly. City don't have a need for centre-back. We don't have a need for centre-back. It's very hard to see what the market would be for Matthias Delict, as good as he is. Who's going to pay that type of money right now? Artur maybe brings 20 million. Danilo brings nothing. Vlahovic, they won't sell. They do owe money on Morata if they want to keep him this year. There's been a, a number of different rumors about what his future could be. Dybala, they lose for free. Quadrado's worth nothing. Sandro's worth nothing. Weston McKenney might bring 15 million. Pellegrini might bring 10. They're due to pay Everton for Moise Keane, but I think that might be next summer. Yeah, that's next summer. Two-year loan up until next summer where they have an obligation. So they have to keep money by for that. Benucci has no value at his age. Bernadeschi, good player, maybe 15 million. Kiao George, maybe they could look to sell Chiesa. And, you know, if, if there was a deal to be struck with Juventus for Salah, it may be a thing that we would ask for Chiesa, player that has been heavily linked to Liverpool in the past, and definitely somebody who would suit how we play. But he's out with a torn ACL. So he's not going to be back till October, November time. Rabiot won't have huge value. Locatelli they have on loans. Zakaria won't have huge value. There's nobody really in this Juve squad, bar de Ligt, that they could sell and make big money on. And they, they do need Delict because there are other centre-back options right now. Chiellini must be 37, 38. Uh, Benucci's 34, 35. Rugani hasn't developed, isn't all that good. And that's basically it. So I don't see where Juve would come up with the money for Salah. So I think that might be one we can ignore. Like much of what comes out of Italy in the press, it's probably one to ignore. Um, some good stuff on This Is Anfield this morning. Piece here by Jack Lusby. 13 games, 12 wins. How Liverpool defied the fixture list to keep the quadruple hopes alive. Well worth your while giving that one a read. There is a piece about Queeving Kelleher and how he could be set to take the starting spot for Ireland over the next few days with Gavin Basunu having to pull out of the Irish squad through illness. Now, Kelleher should be the one that gets the, the chance, especially with Mark Travers also out with an injury. The other two goalkeepers, Max O'Leary from Bristol, he's a decent keeper. James Talbot from Bohemians is promising, but not necessarily ready for international football. Neither of them have a senior cap. Kelleher does only have two, but he's also played at a high level for Liverpool, which will count a lot. So we could see Cuevin get the opportunity. If he does well, he may keep the role. If he earns it, he may keep it. It'll be unfortunate on Basunu, but... Such is life. Moving on. 
Japan have qualified for the World Cup, and that means Takumi Minamino will play at the World Cup. Japan struck late in their game against Australia to guarantee an automatic spot with one qualifying game remaining. So that is absolutely ideal for them. They can just sit back now and breeze through the the rest of the competition without having to worry. They are through and it's good news for, for Taki. I mean, you, you have to be happy for him because he's just such a likable character. He really is such a likable character. And it's very clear he's very popular within the squad, played a huge role in Liverpool's League Cup win this season. So delighted for him. Liverpool City Council honour the 97 by commemorating their freedom of the city. That is absolutely tremendous. The names of the 97 victims of the Hillsborough tragedy have been engraved on brass plates and installed at Liverpool Town Hall to commemorate their honorary freedom of the city of Liverpool. That is, it's a fantastic gesture, it really is. And it will mean a lot to the families of those involved. Also from next season, Liverpool's shirts will be updated to include a tribute to the 97. Previous kits obviously had honoured the 96 as it was then, uh, but the updates will be made for next season's kit. Liverpool season ticket prices have been frozen for a seventh consecutive season. So the club announced on Wednesday that season ticket prices will be frozen. Adult Anfield season tickets range from £685 to £869 with over 65s, junior adult and junior prices in it, sorry, young adult and junior price, junior prices in addition. Um, Arsenal increased theirs by 4%, and you'd wonder if that had any effect. I don't think it does. I mean, the thing to remember is ticket income is a small fraction of what Liverpool make across the course of a year. So they could charge 20 quid in for everybody and not like 20 quid a game and not really notice much of a difference. The main stand remains the most expensive, 869. The lower Sir Kenny stand is 859. The upper is 855. Annie Road, 834. Most expensive ticket on the Coppel set you back, 735. The cheapest, 786. Junior prices are very good, 165 across the board. Young adult tickets range from 342.50 up to 434.50. Over 65s. They get about 200, 215 quid off. That's quite good. That's quite good. Fair play. Um, ridiculous Ibrahima Kanate stat emerge, emerges. He's just behind Mo Salah. Kanate has made a strong, life, strong start to life at the club, and he's yet to taste defeat in any of his 19 appearances so far, including 14 wins. Uh, he has served as a solid deputy to Joel Matip, with the expectation being that he'll eventually take over. 
He's also the fourth fastest player in the league based on top speeds recorded this season. So, funnily enough, Antonio Rudiger is number one. I would not have expected that. Salah is two. Adama Traore is three. And Kanate is four ahead of Ollie Watkins and Pat Sandaka. There's only 0.4 of a kilometre per hour between Kanate and Salah and 0.5 of a kilometre per hour between Kanate and Rudiger. That is really good. Now, I, I would imagine Virgil at top speed is probably a little bit quicker than Ibu, but Virgil just doesn't have to sprint. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, on there's a, there's a new documentary due out to celebrate the unique heritage of Liverpool's bootroom boys, featuring interviews with Kenny Dalglish and Jurgen Klopp. Written by Peter Hooten, former lead singer, or maybe current lead singer of The Farm. I'm not sure if The Farm are still going. Uh, he fronts the documentary. Contributions from Phil Thompson, Ian Rush, Jimmy Case, David Fairclough, Alan Kennedy, and more. And it is a tribute, obviously, to Bill Shankly, Bob Paisley, Joe Fagan, Ronnie Moran, and the two who were then often overlooked, Tom Saunders and Reuben Bennett. This sounds like it's going to be absolutely excellent. Uh, It will air on BT Sport 3 on the 5th of April at 10.30pm. That genuinely sounds like it'll be excellent. 5th of April, 10.30pm on BT Sport 3. Uh, Divock Origi is apparently close to a move to AC Milan when his contract expires in the end of the summer. But if you go further into this, Gianluca Di Marzio, who I suppose set the blueprint of spoofing for Romano and gave Romano his start, he claims that Milan have offered £48,000 a week on a four-year deal. But, but Divock is looking for £72,000 a week on a four-year deal. So that's quite the disparity. The suggestion is that a salary of 64000 a week will be enough to secure his signature. Yeah, Divock might be willing to come down a little bit, but that's Milan going up a lot. Even at the 72 Divock is asking for, it's probably slightly less than he currently earns with Liverpool. So <clears throat> that doesn't seem as close as some people have maybe made it out to be. Uh, there's obviously been a leaked third kit for next season. I have to say I'm not a fan. Uh, it looks like a bit of wallpaper that a child got hold of with some crayons and drew some squiggly patterns. Um, I, I have just personally been very, very disappointed with the kits since Nike took over. Uh, there's no imagination to them. There's no originality to them. I think Adidas do such a better job. Like you look at the Arsenal kits since they went back to Adidas and they're just levels ahead of what Nike put out across the board. You know, it could be worse, obviously, 
we could be with, with Puma. You see the city kits, they're the worst thing going. But I don't think the Nike ones are a whole lot better. I really don't. I, I just don't like them. I, I think they're too they're too generic for me. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be a fan of that. We'll move on then to Liverpool.com. Diogo Jota and Sadio Mane boast a decisive Liverpool record that Mo Salah can't match. Okay. Uh, Liverpool scouts accidentally find ideal solution to Jurgen Klopp's one big issue. Well, unless this is a right-sided midfielder, I don't think this is the answer to anything. Uh, Adam Hlozek, the young striker at Sparta Prague, he'd be fantastic. I don't imagine it would be any sort of accident if we did sign him. Um, he'd be a really good option in the front three, without question. He's not ready to start, but could certainly could certainly play a role. Liverpool could sign perfect £7 million Trent Alexander-Arnold backup who could solve two problems. Who is this then? Let's see. Uh, one of the most interesting decisions awaits the signing of a backup for Trent wanting to sign a Costas-style player for the right-hand side. Yada, yada. Oh, Devon Ranch. Um, yeah, I would say no. I would say no. We can sign someone as good as him who's homegrown. If we're going to sign a young right back, go and get a homegrown one. There's Spence, Bogle, Frimpong. Even Ola Ain is a bit older, but he's homegrown. I'd much rather sign a homegrown player in that role than go for a player like Ranch. He's, he's talented and all, but we can do better. Um, Media Digest piece here. Oh, hang on. Liverpool have struck gold with the latest 50 million investment as European awards give recognition. Uh, Kate Gordon and Harvey Elliott both listed on goals 2022 next gen list. Uh, fair play. I mean, it's it's kind of irrelevant, but you know, fair play. Uh, Media Digest then. Liverpool rekindle old, in old interest. Jeremy Doku, the player I've been mentioned there. Deco dictates transfer plan. He is obviously Rafinha's agent, and we have been linked with Rafinha. As recently as a week ago, Mo Salah was said to have total willingness to move to Barcelona in a £58 million move. Hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, it's from Romano, though. So must be true. Must be true. From what I understand, the plan of Salah, as of today, is not to go to Spain in general. So basically, from what he's making up, based on what he's seen on Twitter, his idea is that Salah wants to stay at Liverpool. He's such a spoofer. Such a shameful spoofer. Trent Alexander must make radical Paul Scholes move to hand Liverpool major future boost. Trent Alexander-Arnold has struggled to establish himself for England despite his brilliant form. He may have to consider doing a Paul Scholes. What does that even mean? 
Is he suggesting Trent should retire? I mean, I can get on board with it, but he's not going to retire. And Paul Scholes, when he retired from the international team, was like 30 or 31. And the reason he retired is because he was sick of playing left wing. Paul Scholes was 30 when he retired from the England team, not 23. So that's just silly, basically. Um, on AnfieldIndex.com, we have a couple of new articles. Um, Dan Rhodes has put together the best bits of the latest Euro Incision podcast. And there is a piece by the machine, Stephen Smith, on Virgil, Virgil van Dijk in the conversation. Give that one a read when you get a chance. There is a new Euro incision with Nina joined by Marco Lopez to talk about Benfica. Nobody knows more about Benfica, Benfica than Marco, so do give that one a listen. There is also a new Money Talks. Mo and Guy having a chat about FFP and what the new rules will be and how they will come into play. So all of that is there. Check it out and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.